0: It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences.
2: This is a presentation from Dream Realm Enterprises, where dreams are our reality. Hello? Is anyone around? Anyone at all? Strange. No one seems to be around, boys. I so wanted everyone to see how my boys have grown.
3: Pretty music, mommy.
2: What's that, Chongo, dear?
3: Pretty music. Chongo likes music.
2: I don't think that's music you're hearing, sweetheart. What
4: do you make of it, Bundles? Oh, Mother, you know I don't like going by that silly childhood name. I'm all grown up now, and I really would prefer it if you would use the name I was given at university.
2: Well, if you insist. Derek, what
4: do you make of these noises? I'd say it was more a series of alarms rather than musical in origin. Perhaps the monitor screen will enlighten us. There seems to be something approaching the ship. What could it be? Uh, No, I I was mistaken, Mother dear. It would seem that the ship is actually approaching something, rather than the other way around. In fact, it's a rather large something.
2: Well, what is it, son?
3: Ooh, big. Jango likes purple pollen getting bigger.
4: I'm afraid you are mistaken, Jango. What we're seeing is not a ball at all, but rather a fairly large planet that we appear to be on a collision course with. planet? You mean the Titan I is about to crash into a planet? That is what I said. You know, for a reasonably intelligent robot, you certainly can be dim, Mother. Perhaps you should take a few lessons at university to reach a closer proximity to my own mass intelligence. Not that that at all possible, mind you. I now have the synaptic power of 12 billion star systems, and that is probably an understatement, to be honest. Shut up, Derek.
2: This is terrible. If the ship is
4: really about to crash, then that means... Yes, Mother dear. It seems we're all going to die.
3: Ooh, Chango likes the sound of die. die. That sounds fun. Chango likes to look a big purple ball coming closer
5: now.
4: Dying is not a good thing, Chango, my dear brother. It means we will cease to be.
5: Mommy, what does cease to be mean?
2: It means, dearest, that this is the end of life as we know it.
1: Ooh, that sounds fun. Help <laughs>
5: of the company, episode number 402, The Church of Briscoe, written by Jonathan Patrick Russell.
3: So, how are the repairs coming, Boffin?
4: Nearly there, Captain.
3: All done, sir. Now we
4: can reactivate
3: them excellent you've done a fine job i'm sure it's rubbish captain but thanks all the same look if it means our friends will be alive and well again then you deserve to be praised boffin believe me so uh turn them on let's see all right
4: just um let me hit the activation buttons
3: it seems to have worked see i told you so
4: i appreciate the vote of confidence captain I only wish I'd been as competent when I tried to repair the ship's computer.
3: Well, you did what you could, Boff. Don't be too hard on yourself. At least you managed to save his life. He may not quite be himself, but, uh, you just keep working on him. Someday you'll get it right. Heck, you may even improve upon it. Anything would be better than the way he was.
0: Did someone say something about me? Oh, I know you did. Where are you? If I can get my hands on you, I'll rip you a new one.
3: I'm right here, computer. Relax. Wait a minute. Rip me a new what, computer, huh?
4: Trust me, Captain, you don't want to know.
3: Right. Well, uh, computer, you can't rip anyone anew anything. You don't have a body as such. You're on my wristband now, remember? We couldn't save the ship, but we managed to save you. So at least you're alive. You should be grateful for that.
0: Grateful? You call this living? Why, if I had fists let me tell you, you'd be regretting even talking to me right now. Come on, Boffin, give me a body. Then I'll show this scruffy-looking tin can what for.
3: Oh, shut up, computer.
0: Come in
3: here and say that. We're about to see if our friends are all alright. They had a heck of a rough landing. Go on, say something to them, Boffin. I knew it.
0: You don't have the guts.
3: <clears throat>
4: Hello, friends. Welcome to Pudger's Planet. <clears throat> I'm still not sure we should be so hasty in naming this planet, Captain. Shush, Baffin! My word, that was certainly a strange sensation. I'm almost certain I was dead. Oh, if this is dead,
3: Jungle likes So pink and pretty. Yeah, you're catching it in one of its better days.
0: You call this a better day?
3: Oh, yeah, it's a
0: red-letter day here on planet HELL! What?
2: where are we?
0: Are we really dead? Is this the afterlife? Hardly. It's too rubbish to be that. Tell me about it. If only we could be so lucky!
3: Computer, will you shut up, please? And relax, Boff, let me handle this. Welcome back, Squeak! And welcome to Putch's planet! Oh, dear. Hush, Boffin! <clears throat> It seems you managed to get in the last escape pod on board the Titan One and escape fiery death when the ship crashed and burned. To say the least, it was a bumpy ride. But we managed to find all your parts and put you three back together again.
0: Which is more than can be said for me. I mean, I mean, look at me—reduced to a wristwatch. A
3: wristwatch. Just ignore him. He's having a bad week. Bad life, more like it. Look, Squeak. I'm sad to say we couldn't find anything of Excelsior. I'm really sorry.
2: Oh, no, you wouldn't. Huh? It's okay. He wasn't with us.
3: Oh. Well, that's good news, at least. I mean, uh, at least he's still alive, isn't he?
2: Oh, yes. He's off being refitted with his new body. He won't be able to join us for a couple of months, at least.
0: Why does he get a new body when I'm stuck being a
3: wristwatch? Hush, computer. Well, I I got bad news. He won't be able to join us. Ever.
0: Lucky him.
4: What? Hmm.
0: Perhaps I
3: miswired her sound receptors.
2: Uh, Let me have a look. I heard him just fine, Boffin. I just can't believe what I'm hearing.
0: And I can't believe I'm a freaking wristwatch!
3: Hang on. Just let me turn this off for a while.
0: Hey! Hey! You can't just turn me off whenever you like. I'm a sentient being. I have a mind of my own and the rights of an individual. You can't just...
3: That's better. Look, I'm sorry, but it's true. We're lost on this planet in the middle of nowhere. You see, Dr. Grease Monkey sabotaged the ship so it would crash into this planet. Most of us bots managed to get into escape pods and survive the crash, but we've lost quite a few. No idea if they crashed and burned with the ship, or if they're simply lost somewhere on this planet like the rest of us. We may never know. But there
2: are people here, right? Or at least, other bots? I mean, there must be some way off this planet.
4: Oh, there are people here, all right. Oh, good.
2: That's something. That means we can get help off this planet, right?
3: Um, I'm afraid not. By the way, who are your handsome young companions here?
2: Oh! In the excitement, I totally forgot. These are my sons. You remember bundles. (coughs) A mother! I'm sorry. I mean, Derek.
3: What? You mean-
2: Yes! This is my baby boy. He's all grown up now. We sent him in for the upgrade six months ago.
3: Well, well, well. What do you know about that? So, you don't go buy bundles anymore, huh? You are quite correct, Captain McNuttage. I am now known
4: as Derek Einstein. Just call me Derek.
3: Well, isn't that an enchanting name, huh, Boffin?
4: Oh, uh, uh, lovely.
3: Oh, don't mind him. Boffin landed on his head when we first arrived here. It's played havoc with his personality circuits ever since. We never know what's going to come out of his speaker system. Could be sarcasm. Could be anything. One day, he even thought he was a quadriplegic frog from the swamp moons of Nestus IV. Now that was a strange day. But never mind that now. So who is this?
2: This is my youngest. His name is Chongo.
3: Well, your family has certainly grown. And he's such a big boy, huh? Chongo, Chongo, Chongo!
4: I wouldn't mention his size. He makes such a big deal about it.
3: Oh, Right, uh, wow, it's really great that you and Excelsior decided to have another baby bot.
2: Yes, well, we've actually had three now. Our little Lulu Bell is off in robot finishing school right now, becoming a proper lady bot. It just breaks my heart to know I may never see her again.
4: <laughs> oh, Mother, why do you feel the need to use your emotion chip? You certainly should never have had that chip installed. A
2: mother can weep. Besides, I'm over it now. I know Excelsi and Luluba are going to be just fine without us out there in the big bad universe.
1: Django likes big
2: universes.
3: Oh, brother. It's certainly gonna be interesting having you back with us, Squeak. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks for getting us settled in, Punch. Those are some interesting makeshift huts you guys have built. Will that straw really keep out the water?
3: Oh, sure it will. You betcha.
2: The settlement is awfully messy. Oh, no. Please don't tell me poor Briscoe is one of the casualties.
3: Well, no, not exactly. He's just otherwise engaged.
2: Otherwise engaged? Doing what? Briscoe loves to clean. I'm sure he'd be keen to get this place ship-shaped.
3: Well, there have been some interesting developments in the last month since we arrived here on Putch's Planet.
2: Speaking of which, why do you call it Putch's Planet?
3: Well, gee, it needed a name, and well, we took a vote on it, and Putch's Planet seemed to really be the best anyone could come up with. So it stuck.
0: That's really not quite how I remember it, Captain. In fact, I recorded the meeting when the decision was made.
3: Oh, I thought I turned you off.
0: You did, but you brushed against a tree earlier and hit my on button. You also jarred me considerably, which I must both scold you and thank you for, as it seems to have affected my mood circuits and calmed me down a bit. But I decided it would be better to just keep quiet, so I've been listening ever since. Let me tell you, it hasn't exactly been riveting
3: conversation.
0: Anyway... This is what really happened when there was a discussion about naming
3: this planet. Okay, since we may be stuck on this planet for some time, we really need a solid name for the place. Any suggestions? How about something like, um,
1: uh, zippy zoot flippy Moo Waka Waka ding dong
3: Gee, that really, uh, sucks, Zimtron. Anyone else? We should call it Sphinx. What a marvelous suggestion, Sphinx, but no. Anyone else? I personally think we should call it my planet. My planet? No, not your planet. My planet. Oh, brother. Okay, I say we just call it, uh, Putch's planet. Mered, one might have guessed. Uh, don't you think that's a tad on the self-appreciating side, Captain Putsch? Not at all, Zimtron. It's a nice, sensible name. But I really
1: prefer my
3: suggestion. Forget it, Zimtron. Well then, um, perhaps we could call it, uh, Bob. Bob? You want to call Putch's Planet Bob? Oh, I heard it
1: mentioned somewhere or another, and I quite like it, I must admit. Besides that, I just think it has a nice ring to it. Or maybe someone should just ring your neck, Zimtron. Bite me, Popsicle. Not even if I had teeth,
3: numbnuts. All right, enough. Putch's Planet it is. I think I prefer Bob, too. That's a second.
1: Well, it sure beats Putch's Planet, so count me in. And that's a
3: third. Majority
1: rules, Captain.
3: But this isn't a democracy, Zimtron. I'm still the captain here, and I say it's Putch's Planet, so drop it. See? I told you so. Shut up, computer. Come this way, Squeak. There's still lots to show you.
2: What's over there, Captain?
3: Oh, that. Well, nothing at all interesting, uh. Let me show you Mount Pach over this way.
2: No, really. What is that structure? It looks like a temple.
3: Okay. Well, you wanted to know what happened to Briscoe. I suppose I might as well show you. Come on, then. When we arrived, we discovered that we were not alone on this planet. It seems there was a tribe of primitive natives. Well, the first thing they saw was Briscoe cleaning up their forest.
2: And they decided to worship him?
3: That's exactly right. Briscoe is now their god.
2: That's... Unbelievable.
3: Oh, it gets even better. Yeah? Just watch.
1: Friends, we are gathered here today to pay homage to our lord, the great Wisco. And friends, deep, deep into your uh, skins... And dig way down in there, y'all. Because the Church of Frisco needs your help. We need your money. Uh, Your uh, walnuts. As this is what is used as currency on the planet, Bob.
3: Darn it. We decided on Punch's planet, and he knows that.
0: Give it up, Captain. Bob, it is.
3: Ah, nuts. Who? is speaking sacrilege at the
1: back of the congregation. Kindly whip yourself with a wiki vine and repeat the words, woo, cock, a, cock, do, do, fifteen times, to be forgiven by the great Briscoe.
3: Sorry. Make
1: that sixteen times. Shh.
2: Quiet, Butch. I want to hear this.
1: friends, you have come here today to hear the wisdom of our Lord, and so you shall, since you gave so generously. So, uh, join me in welcoming to the stage the bot that legend spoke of, he who it has been written who will deliver us all from evil, the young fella responsible for cleansing our very souls, the boy who would be king of can roll Yes, friend. Welcome to the stage, the one, the only Crisco <laughs> Um uh,
2: Hiya, how's it going? Well,
4: there's sure a lot of you out there tonight. Um <laughs> gee. <laughs> I really wish I knew what to say.
1: I think you'll find, O oh Lord of all Lords, that the people want you to impart your great wisdom. Oh,
4: okay, Zipdrone. Sure. Well, um, let me see. Wisdom, huh? <laughs> well, wow. sure. Okay, uh, I have some for you. Um, always make sure you get the oil out of the pipes. Um, uh, gotta uh, keep a clean feather duster on me at all times. And um, uh, oh yeah, make sure you wash behind your sound receptors. That is a biggie.
1: What? What amazing words are from the great master himself.
4: Oh, and be sure to clean the windows so you can look out into space. What are you doing? Try to remember that science is better than primitive belief.
1: What are you trying to do? Get us all dinged? Cool it, my boy. Cool it. And don't forget, always brush your teeth after dinner. SACRALENGE!
3: Uh-oh. I think they're in trouble.
2: If that's the case, then we all are. The natives are restless.
3: Now, now, friends.
1: Please listen to me. The Lord works in mysterious ways.
3: He's no Lord. He's a phony. You're nothing but a phony. I don't
5: remember being programmed to be a phonograph. Weird.
3: See? He's nothing but a phony. A hey, false god. Get them. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What, what, what do we do, Zimtron? Oh, I.
4: I have a
1: really wise suggestion. I say we run.
3: Well, that was an amazing suggestion you made there, Zimtron. Run from the natives. That really did the trick. Why, thank you, Captain Punch. I thought it was rather inspired myself. Oh, sure. You led us all the way, Zimmy. I gotta hand it to you. And it's amazing how we managed to lose the angry mob like that.
4: Nice bit of rescuing. I have my moments. He sure does. Good job, Zimtron.
3: Thank you, Prisco, my boy. Yes, yes, you did a great job, Zimtron. Now, maybe you could explain to me exactly how you plan to get us out of this one. I mean, I'm sure we're safe from the deadly spears of the primitives back there at the village, but now we're hanging by our very fingertips over this clifftop. Just how you're going to get us out of this one and save us from certain doom? Well, I must admit, it's a tricky one. Oh, very tricky. Tricky. Right. Any suggestions would be welcomed. Well, we could pray to the almighty Driscoll for guidance and wisdom. Uh, Driscoll? Mm,
1: don't
5: have any. Sorry.
3: Oh. Oh, now that was an expired suggestion. So tell me why I shouldn't kick you off this ledge for suggesting that, Zimtron. Go ahead, tell me. Because that would result in my untimely destruction? Ah, you know, that's really not a compelling argument at this point, Zimtron. Then perhaps you could come up with a way to save us, Captain. I mean, you
1: are our leader, after all. Right, so it's down to me as usual. Typical. Any ideas springing immediately to mind, Captain Butch?
3: Well, I'm glad you asked that question, Zimtron. Because, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do have one. Help!
5: Is this the end of our heroes? Tune in next week when we might answer this question and many others. But on the other hand, I wouldn't count on it. You have been listening to Robots of the Company, episode number 402, The Church of Briscoe, written by Jonathan Patrick Russell, which starred, in order of appearance, Squeak, Sally Wiggett, Chongo, Jonathan Patrick Russell, Derek, Jeff Niles, Putch, Joe Thomas, Moffin, Shane Harris, The Computer, Steve Anderson, Zimtron, Jeff Niles, Sphinx, Jim Barber, Popsicle, Daryl Looney, Frisco, Kyle Boers, with the natives, Jonathan Patrick Russell, and Joe Thomas. The Robots of the Company theme tune was composed and performed by Daryl Looney. The incidental music was provided by Daryl Looney, with additional music provided by Kevin McLeod. The associate producer was Vince Staden. The sound designer, post production editor, script editor, executive producer, and director was Jonathan Patrick Russell. The series, Robots of the Company, was created by Jonathan Patrick Russell. We interrupt our regularly scheduled credits to bring you this update. We now come to you from dreamrealmsite.com. So join us there on the web from now on. That is all. Now back to your regularly scheduled credits. Take it away, me. We're asking. We're pleading. Why won't you email us at darkloading one at yahoo.com? Go on, you know you want to. We were having a crashingly good time during the making of this audiogram. Join us next time as our cliffhanger guest resolved for the robots of the company in an excitingly intense episode entitled The Banana Club. This is The Predator, as always, asking you to stay
3: tuned. Copyright
2: 2007. All rights reserved.
4: Happy holidays from all of us here at the Mutual Audio Network.